my lupus living room where we celebrate people living with lupus. My name is Suzanne. I am a mom, a wife, a business owner, and the CEO of the Lupus Foundation of America's Great Ohio Chapter, and a whole lot more. But most of all, I have lupus. My purpose and my passion are to help other people with lupus. For me, lupus was a lonely, miserable, misunderstood disease. And I'm here to tell you that today, it doesn't have to be. I'm excited to welcome my not-so-famous guests and with their inspiring stories that offer hope and inspiration to fellow Lupians. I believe this project will not only create awareness about lupus, but offer encouragement to those listening. If you're interested in being a guest in my lupus living room, please call me at 1-888-NO-LUPUS. Welcome to my lupus living room. And today we have a wonderful topic and we're going to meet with Shannon Cobbett. She's a regional professional relationships and advocacy person from Arena Pharmaceuticals. Welcome to my lupus living room. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Suzanne. I appreciate it very much. And I'm excited to be on your podcast. I'm a listener. So well, and this is my first ever podcast, so hey. Yippee, wow. Well, I'm starting with the right person, right? Well, I hope so. I hope it's, <laughs> it's a new beginning for you. How's that? Yeah. Maybe you'll get someone to give you an autograph someday. We hope you know. <laughs> Probably not, but thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> so, you know, everyone knows, my followers know that I have lupus and I lead the organization, uh -huh. the fight here in the state of Ohio. And I'm going to honest with you, I don't know a lot about living with lupus nephritis, although mm -hmm. I do have an uncle um, who died from it. He did have a kidney transplant. He did okay. live for many years, um, we, and um, and I had my I had another relative who also it was her demise. So I'm real curious about what you have to share, and um, so we're going to get started here. All right, so tell us a little bit about Arinia and your role as the regional professional relations in that in that team. Okay, and Arinia, um, our company is headquartered in British Columbia, Canada. However, we also have a U.S. commercial hub in Rockville, Maryland, so not too far from Ohio where we are. Um, and uh, we really are looking at engagement and collaboration with lupus and um, the lupus nephritis communities, um, which is vital to carrying out our mission at Arinia, which is really inspiring kidney health. Um, and as a member of the regional professional relations team, I work to really um, cultivate meaningful relationships with all the members of the lupus nephritis um, community. And that really includes um, healthcare professionals, advocacy organizations like yourself um, in your great um, LFA chapter. And then patients um, also um, in helping to understand, you know, specific challenges faced by individuals living with lupus nephritis. And um, personally, for myself and our regional professional relations team, we work to um, enhance really active surveillance of lupus nephritis and raise awareness around the disease like what we're doing today um, and improve access treatments um, and care, and then also um, provide educational resources to patients. And, you know, 
some of your listeners may or may not be aware that Arrhenia actually makes a medicine for adults with lupus nephritis. But what we're really focused on with our conversation today is really, really vitally important. And that's discussing, you know, um, importance of early detection of lupus nephritis and appropriate treatment. And also, um, hopefully look forward to sharing information about medicines, maybe in a future podcast, but really today focusing on lupus nephritis disease awareness. Well, as you know, there's much work that needs to be done in the fight against lupus, okay? And I'm especially grateful that during this COVID crazy world we live in, um, you did get a drug approved to be used. So, Amen. you know, through all the craziness, some good actually surface for our, our, uh -huh. our lupus constituents. Um, so that you mentioned that, that you know, part of your role is to raise awareness um, about lupus nephritis. And can you provide information on exactly um, how you're doing that and what it is and who's at risk? Absolutely. I'd love to do that. So lupus nephritis, you know, is one of the most serious and common complications of SLE. Um, and if left untreated, you know, like your uncle, lupus nephritis may cause permanent tissue damage um, within the kidney, which also can result in kidney failure. Um, other serious complication of lupus nephritis may include, you know, things like chronic kidney disease, increased blood pressure, cardiovascular risk, um, and then um, including, you know, potential for heart attacks. So it's very serious. And it's been estimated that up to about a half of people living with lupus may develop lupus nephritis. So, you know, half of, you know, those living with lupus could be affected by lupus nephritis. And early diagnosis and treatment um, for lupus nephritis is, you um, possibly key to prevent the long-term irre irreversible kidney damage. So if you have lupus and you're living with lupus, it's important that you visit your doctor um, and you have your urine tested at least every three months. And you mentioned COVID and I know people are having trouble getting to the doctor, but getting your urine tested is vitally important in surveilling it and routine urine tests. Um, they look for protein in the urine, um, which is a key sign of lupus nephritis and can help your doctor catch lupus nephritis earlier. So, um, there's a higher also, there's a higher incidence of lupus nephritis among specific racial and ethnic groups. I know you all have talked about this subject with your chapter um, quite recently. So um, people of African descent, Asian descent, Hispanic and Latino and native peoples are more likely than non-Hispanic white people to develop lupus nephritis. That's not to say they can't, but they're at a bigger, you know, a higher propensity to develop it. And then African-American and Hispanic descent with SLE typically develop kidney disease earlier and their condition tends to be in some cases more severe. Mm -hmm. So those are important things to keep in mind as well. Yeah, and of course we don't know why. Okay, yep. so we know um, this year we've learned a lot, and I we're we're going to rise up and try to figure this out. All right, because we do know not even just for lupus nephritis, but lupus in general, that the disparity um, among of people of color 
they get it worse. Lupus, they get it worse. And we don't know. Mm -hmm. it, it could be mm -hmm. a social economic issue, but we're, we are going to do all that we can with the resources that, resources that we have to get a better understanding of why and what can we do. Yes. You know, a lot of work to do. A lot of work. And we're happy that you're on board to help us. Okay. I'm thankful to be here. So how does it exactly affect the body? So would I know that I have it? And who treats it? Would would my rheumatologist treat it or would someone else treat it? How does it actually affect my body? So basically with your kidneys, as you know, they play a crucial role in keeping your body healthy. So kidneys are really designed to remove um, toxic waste and excess fluid from your body through your urine. So if you have lupus nephritis, it usually means um, that your kidneys cannot function normally to keep you healthy. So over time, continued kidney damage can result in negative health implications, including, you know, possibilities of decreased quality of life. And then also, unfortunately, like you had mentioned, your uncle mortality in some cases. Um, and really, when you look at who's treating it, um, usually it's diagnosed by a rheumatologist or a nephrologist, which is a kidney doctor. Um, a lot of lupus, uh, People living with lupus um, go to the rheumatologist initially, but sometimes are are looked at and um, and they visit a nephrologist. So, yeah. So I call passing us along. That's what I call it. So <laughs> it takes the village, right? Yeah, it really does. So you know, I, I remember early on when I was first diagnosed with um, lupus, my family doctor thought he could handle it. Okay, uh -huh. but then along came its. Sister, lupus has sisters and brothers, I call it, other autoimmune uh -huh. diseases. And before you knew it, he was like passing me off to this kind of neurologist, passing me off to, to a nephrologist. And I had all the knowledge, all ologists, um, uh -huh. so, itis, I called him. Um, so <laughs> it's okay. It does take a village. Yes. So the um, I do know, too, that most of us, when we do go for our, our checkups every three to four months, they do take a urine sample. Mm -hmm. um, That's great. That's vital. Right. So the signs and symptoms, we know the signs and symptoms of regular lupus, okay? And sometimes it's hard to figure out which of those signs could be our kidneys or nephritis. What especially would stand out that I would be aware of that I should start asking questions or calling my doctor? Okay, absolutely. Um, so the kidney problems can start around the same time that lup lupus symptoms appear. But in the early stage of lupus nephritis, there are very few signs that anything is wrong and you could not even have any symptoms. Um, but even though they may be hard to notice, like you were saying, um, there are a few common symptoms that um, you can look for. And those include things like um, fatigue, weight gain, swelling of the legs, feet, or ankles, and then also foamy or frothy urine. That's something to look at. Um, so look at your urine. Um, wow. And then in people with lupus, kidney damage 
may begin prior to the first clinically detected signs of lupus nephritis. So really, if you have lupus, your doctor should monitor you for signs and symptoms of lupus nephritis with, again, routine urine and then also blood tests. So those tests, again, look for protein in the urine and blood in the urine. So that's you know, commonly referred to proteinuria and then um, blood in the urine as hematuria, if you're looking at the medical terms. So, so I would imagine, don't wait, early diagnosis is very important. That's really the message we're trying to get through is, you know, really early detection is key Mm -hmm. and to preventing, you know, some of the very unfortunate outcomes. So what would they do? What, what, how would they find out other than protein in the urine? What else would they do? How else would they know I have it? Um, so the best approach of course is to figuring out if you have lupus nephritis is to, um, talk to your physician or your doctor. Um, even if you don't have symptoms, but if you are living with lupus, um, a diagnosis is usually made, as I just mentioned, by a nephrologist or a rheumatologist traditionally. And there's three common tests used to diagnose lupus nephritis. And those are number one, a urine test, like we just mentioned. Number two, a blood test which we just mentioned. And number three is a kidney biopsy. So a kidney biopsy really helps the physician determine the severity of the disease. And it's used to really look inside the kidneys and see what's going on um, and determine suitable treatment for the patient or the person with lupus nephritis, I should say. Yeah, and we have to do this. And I I know that these biopsies are um, not pleasant and scary, But um, we have to do what we have to do to have a better quality of life. Um, What can we do to stop or have more damage from lupus nephritis? So really, um, the treatment that the physician chooses um, for lupus nephritis is really aimed at controlling kidney inflammation. Um, and that's really helping to prefer, uh, preserve the kidney health and then also preventing flare-up of symptoms. So there are now some FDA-approved treatments um, to get the disease under control. And, they, you know, people living with lupus and, and suffering from lupus nephritis as well need to ask um, their doctor about what treatments are right for their particular um, case and their um, particular lupus nephritis, um, I, I, lupus nephritis, I guess. Um, well, I would imagine. I, I would say. imagine. I don't know how to say that, right? Yeah, but so we know that we're all like butterflies. There's snowflakes. No two of us yes, are alike. that's what I meant to say. A snowflake. A snowflake. Um, I've heard no. that, and it's everybody's different journey. You know, everybody has a different story, really, and. Um, not one thing is right for each patient, you know, That's every right. patient, every patient has a different um, particular story and journey. So um, really talking to your doctor about, you know, what treatment's right for you. And it's so exciting that there's actually treatments approved, like you said, for, you know, during COVID-19 and everything else. Like that was a really exciting thing is that um, the types of treatments, you know, prescribed by your doctor really depend on 
including including the stage of your condition, which I had just kind of um, referenced with the kidney biopsy. They really are going to look at and see which treatments are right based upon what they see from the biopsy as well. And, and again, early diagnosis and treatment is key to preventing um, really the long-term kidney damage. So that's really paramount for those living with lupus nephritis. Yeah, so we have so much work to do, but as a patient, I have responsibilities and play a role in my management. And I wanna just encourage you to take responsibility. We have so many patients or constituents that are non-compliant with the treatment plan. Mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed, I'm embarrassed about it, okay? And we need to stop, all right? We go to see a professional, we need to follow their directions and follow their lead and um, try to work together for a, a team effort here. So how can an individual, you know, we have lupus everything, as far as education goes, but as far as with lupus nephritis, what type of education should I be looking for? Or what's available that you're privy to on lupus nephritis specific? Absolutely. Um, so Arinia um, created a disease awareness program that is called All In for Lupus Nephritis. So they created um, this first program of its kind um, in the lupus nephritis space. Um, and really provide information, resources, and, you know, just like your um, Greater Ohio chapter, a sense of community for people living with lupus nephritis and also their care partners, which are so important and vital to patients or people living with lupus nephritis. And the program was really created to help raise awareness of lupus nephritis and also, again, you know, to empower those living with the condition and really, you know, give knowledge so they can advocate for themselves. And really, um, the all in uh, from the name of the website and also the program and the resources, the content that was developed using feedback and insights provided directly from lupus and the lupus nephritis communities. Mm -hmm. So they really sought feedback from those living with lupus nephritis and lupus and asked them what they would like to have in a program. And that's how that was designed. So there's a website that has information about signs and symptoms of lupus nephritis, diagnosis of the disease, um, and as well as tips for managing lupus nephritis once um, someone is diagnosed. And you can hear directly from people living with lupus nephritis and their personal journeys, as we just say, it, it's a snowflake disease and everybody is different. Um, but they share their personal journeys, including um, challenges and triumphs. And there's um, videos on there that to share. And really to empower those living with the condition as well, All In created a lupus nephritis awareness kit. So this was really based upon members of the community too and what they wanted. Um, and inside the kit, you find um, resource to help increase your understanding of lupus nephritis along with tips to help manage the disease. Um, and then also, um, it's got a lot of resources as well um, with wellness tips, kidney-friendly recipes through an e-newsletter and things like that. And then um, so 
anyone living with lupus nephritis or their care partners can register for it. And they just go to allinforln.com and then slash register. Or if you want to just go to the homepage, there's a button on there that says register that you can click. And then once you're registered, you immediately you have immediate access to all the digital resources. There's things like a doctor discussion guide and some other um, things that are available for immediate download. So it's kind of um, a great resource for patients yeah. or people living with lupus nephritis or even their care partners. There's a whole section for care partners as well. So um, I'll be honest with you. I was just perusing through it recently uh -huh. and you guys did a great job. Okay, you really well, thank thought you this so through, much. and I, so much and, and I you. saw that you you brought together quite a few like people. I forgot the number, but it was quite a few people from different lupus um, advocacy groups um, to get insight from them, mm -hmm. which is so important. But I love the one, the part on your website that says, um, "Send a message to your kidney." Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. um, I just thought it was creative and what a great idea. And I, it kind of reminds me about journaling. I can write down whatever I want and how I really, really feel. And you're putting it somewhere, you know, and, and in this case, you're putting it somewhere where your, your peers who have it can see it. And you probably share a lot of common grounds and that sharing of common ground goes a long way. All right. But I, I actually loved it. And I love the um, infographics that you have on there and the numbers. Uh, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. OK. Mm -hmm. And this type of education goes further than reading. You actually had, a, a I think it's like 58 or 78 pages. I was going to print it. And I thought, oh, Lord, I won't have enough. Ink. <laughs> OK. <laughs> I still like print. You know what I mean? So oh, I do, too. I'm flipping I do through too. Those pages. And I thought, my God, they put a lot of work into this. So. What I'm telling you is you don't need to be surfing all over the internet trying to find stuff out. Mm -hmm. And when you don't go to a good resource, um, you know, who's validating that the information you're getting is right? And some of it needs interpretation. And I think um, the All Insight does a great job. It's patient-friendly. Um, you know, it's from a, a very good source, a trusting source. So if you think you have lupus nephritis, or if you want to know more information about it. And there's a caregiver section on there too. You guys mm -hmm. did a really, really great job. So I, I applaud you on that. And we, Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you so even, much. Well, you know, from a patient perspective, I, I, uh -huh. I'll tell you, um, I thought it was great. The, the other thing is I, we thought it was so great. We linked it to our website. Okay, so from our website at Lupus Greater Ohio, you can go on and there's a link directly to it. Awesome. And, Thank um, you for doing that. So you guys, and you guys have been very generous, supported to us during crazy, crazy COVID. Um, <laughs> and and real, real grateful about that. So is there anything I think I might have missed or anything you want to share that we maybe we didn't touch base on as we come to a close here? Um, just basically, I would like to just encourage everyone in the lupus community to continue educating themselves, which I think is vital to advocate for yourself um, and talk to their healthcare team about lupus nephritis. Um, early diagnosis and treatment, like we had said, can really improve um, health outcomes. And again, you know, as a reminder, Please visit allinforln.com if you want to learn more information. Just peruse around there and kind of see what kind of resources there are. Maybe some 
you would like, or maybe your care partner, like you had said, might like to um, look at that as well. And you can send a message to your kidneys, like you said. Um, I loved it. But it's good to also see that others, like you had said, Suzanne, um, you're not alone, you know, and create a community. So I just want to thank you so much and for the LFA chapter of Greater Ohio for having me on the podcast. And I've loved working with you guys for the short duration I have so far, but it's been great. And I just want to thank you for all that you do for the lupus community in Ohio. Well, I have to tell you, it's a privilege to work for the Lupus Foundation, okay? And and as many of you, when you're diagnosed with something, you know, that fear comes in and it overwhelms you. If you're just newly diagnosed, please don't have a panic attack, okay? You should be concerned, but let's take, we're here to take away the fears, help navigate your journey. We have patient navigators all across the state um, mm-hmm. that can help you with resources, education, support. And, you know, as far as this podcast goes, if you think you have lupus nephritis or you do have it, share this with your family and friends, because we know one we know one thing for sure is healthy people don't get what we're going through. Okay, And they need to be educated, too, so that we can all live together comfortably, successfully and help manage a disease. So. um I also want to remind you that um, your doctor is the best source of information on how to treat your disease. This program is not meant to for a diagnosis, but we are here as a support system, an education system, and awareness. And uh, Shannon, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, you're part of our success story. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I so, learned so much from listening to this podcast too. I listen to it while I walk sometimes. And I, I love hearing the stories and understanding better the community mm-hmm. and um, just different aspects. Uh, and you are a great motivator, I have well, to say. Even well, though I don't live with lupus or lupus nephritis, mm-hmm. you all motivate me and inspire me by well, listening to the podcast. So thank you very much well, for that. You're part of our team now, so or part of our family. So um, I want to thank you for taking time to come out to our Purple Living Room. Uh, <laughs> I, and I hope everyone listening enjoys and shares. And as always, you're not alone. Uh, there is no I in the word lupus, but there is an us. So you have a great day and watch out for the sun, folks. It's summertime. The sun's not our friend. Looking forward to talking to you all soon. Thanks, Shannon. We really thank appreciate you. it. And thank you, Arena. We're really grateful for your support as well. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Remember, there is no I in lupus, but there is an us. Until next time, this has been my Lupus Living Room with the Lupus Foundation of America's Great Ohio Chapter. For more information and resources to help you in your lupus journey, please visit lupusgreatohio.org or call 1-888-NO-LUPUS. The funding for my lupus living room is from an earmark from the state of Ohio and managed by the Ohio Department of Health. Your physician is the best person to help you in the treatment of lupus. The information you learn here today can be discussed with your doctor. As your physician knows your medical history best, do not make any medical changes without consulting your physician first. As with any treatment, stay educated and get information from trusted sources.